Hello, and thank you for joining us on Everyday Active. This is the podcast where we go out and find everyday people who do all sorts of sports, activities, and bring their expertise to you. My name is Dr. Matthew Fletcher, and I'm excited to help you get out there and be active. In today's episode, we will have Matt and Lindsay from Soul Sports, a running store that will be chatting with us and talking to us all things shoes and running. So if you're ready to learn how to run a long ways, or if you're just starting out, come and join us. We have Dr. Fletcher, his wife, Amy Fletcher, and Matt and Lindsay from Soul Sports. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, my name is Matt Fletcher and we are here with Fletch Physical Therapy doing our awesome podcast. And we are excited to have Matt and Lindsay here speaking with us from Soul Sports. Matt and Lindsay, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us. So, to start off... Well, let's do an intro of Matt and Lindsay. So, what is Soul Sports? So, Soul Sports is, um, we have three stores. It's a running shoe store where we specialize in fitting people for the proper type of shoe, if it's for walking, running, working out, or just everyday type use. Um, we have a lot of referrals from, you know, physical therapists like you guys, um, other places around the Valley that, uh, send their clients over for us to actually be able to take care of them. Very cool. And I actually went into soul sports and was able to meet Matt and Lindsay and they were so kind, so fun. They, and I've gone to multiple running stores and it's really cool. Cause he knew the exact type of shoe I wanted immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh no, he didn't try to upsell me. He was able to do a complete diagnostic exam in a short amount of time. And I felt so comfortable. I, I really enjoyed it. I agree. So I also was wearing a shoe that was giving me really bl- bad black toes with my half marathons. And went to Soul Sports. Matt and Lindsay were so kind. Um, I think I tried in five different pairs of shoes with Matt, and it was an awesome experience. Super patient. We found the perfect shoe, and now I've been running with Brooks, and they've been awesome. And I haven't had a black toe yet. So if anybody from Brooks, Brooks is listening in, yeah. you can sponsor this video. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's our first question for Matt and Lindsay? So what is your running story? So let's start with Lindsay. Like, how did you get into running? Like, how did you guys get into running in the first place? Well, for me, I was never really a runner. Um, I was a teacher (laughs) Uh, for about 10 years. I taught special ed. And um, actually, Matt got me into running. Oh, cool. So, so yeah, it's been um, getting into this field of business, I always... I asked Matt how would I help runners because I was more of that beginner kind of runner um, run walker if you will and um, I never wanted people to feel uncomfortable going into a running store Mm -hmm. due to the fact that I did when I was first starting to go into running so Mm -hmm. awesome Matt what's your story started about 35 years ago 35 years ago Um, wow Started running in uh, middle school, hated it. Yes, <laughs> I remember so that. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I had a, a friend in uh, middle school that uh, wanted me to start running with him, mm-hmm. um, and he was talking about going and running in high school. Well, I have asthma, so I thought I would never be able to be a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, um, we started doing it, and mm-hmm. I, I actually started liking it. Competitive. Yeah. Um, I've been competitive basically most of my life, um, high school, college, even post-college. Mm-hmm. Um, injuries catch up, so you start slowing down a little bit. Yep. So 
Um, but other than that, it's on and off now for the last, I'd say, 10 years. Okay. Um, I take breaks because the body needs it. Yes, um, and definitely. If I have a race I want to do or get ready for something, then I ramp it back up. But that's, that's basically my short end. So Nice. I like that you encourage taking a break when your body needs it because I've done all sorts of exercises, weightlifting, and it's always like push yourself if no pain, no gain, which like it takes endurance and mental stability, but your body's a machine and you have to let it take a break and heal. So I really glad I'm really glad that you're an advocate for that. Yeah. So tell me what are what is the one most intense race that you've ever run? Um, probably, uh, nationals at, um, cross country in, uh, college, probably. Um, that was probably the most intense. Wait, tell us what college you went to for, uh, Sioux Falls, uh, University of Sioux Falls. Very cool. Yeah. That is awesome. So why was that the most intense race you've done? Um, I think it was based on competition, okay. um, how many runners there were. Uh, coming from a small school, there's only about a thousand people that went to that school. Mm-hmm. Um, our um, races were just smaller. Um, you deal with maybe seven to 10 teams at these races, you know, seven athletes per. So it wasn't that much. You go to nationals. There was, uh, over, uh, 450 runners all stuck on one line. Oh my goodness. Narrows down to about, you know, 10 feet in width, about a quarter mile down the road. Yeah. So you really have to, you know, get out there, but it, it was exciting. Um, but intimidating yeah. also. Very cool. What about you, Lindsay? I think for me, it was my first race, um, which was mm-hmm. Pat Tillman in... 2009. Oh, yeah, okay. 2009. Um, it was kind of intimidating because I knew nothing about racing. Uh-huh. And Matt would always give me encouraging things like you'll see people, you know, start off really fast and then kind of have to slow down. And, you know, it, it, it does take kind of a science to being able to train for mm-hmm. even like a 5K or... Um, a 4.2, I guess, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to training. But I was, it was good, though. It was a really good challenge um, to be able to do something completely out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So I like nice. it how we have, like, the two extreme differences here. That's like, it. one yeah, who true. ran college, did it competitively, and one who's like, I've never done this before, but I'm still willing to try something new. Yes. How fun is that? Like, that you, your store is so welcoming to all types of runners, all types of athletes. Mm-hmm. So you guys work in a running store. What types of injuries do you see? You name it, we've seen it. Yeah. You name um, it, see it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I know that you've seen quite a bit, but uh-huh. I would say, you know, overuse injuries. Overuse. Um, it, okay. I think without having the, you know, the knowledge or the coaching, I, I was lucky enough to have coaches uh-huh. for most of my, you know, career. Um, helping you learn how to, you know, not overtrain, uh-huh. and if you do, how to actually you know work with the injuries. Um, when people just want to go out and do it, uh, mm-hmm. we see a lot of our clientele that just want to get in running. With the pandemic that happened, yeah. our our business increased mm-hmm. on novice runners, people mm-hmm. that wanted to go out and try to do something new. Mm-hmm. And when when you're trying to do that, you see other people out there running. It's like, oh, I can go do that. So you just go out there and run as hard as you can, as fast as you can, as far as you and can. Not really and too much about it. It's not necessarily what you did that day or the day yeah. before. It's what you know you progressed into uh-huh. over a week, over two weeks, over a month. Mm-hmm. And those injuries were caused from you know um, overtraining yeah. or not understanding the concepts. And I think 
in some ways where with where we work, we end up helping people understand that, hey, you know what, it's a progress, you know, it's a progression. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't start out just racing. I didn't just start out running six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You had to build up to it. And that was over years. Yeah. Um, so I think if people understand that, hey, it's, it's a progression. Yeah. So I like what you said, Matt, because I remember when I started my first half marathon, the first thing I think a lot of people do is they'll go on Google and find a running program. <laughs> yeah. Right? On Pinterest. On Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes. it'll say, it'll give you like 12 weeks. And it'll be like, okay, you need to run this mile, this amount of miles this day, this mile this way, this, this, and this. And it progresses. But I think what you were talking about, there's there's more to do. And there's like lots of training. There's lots of strength training. But no one talks about that. But if you just follow a Google roadmap on how to train, yeah. you're probably going to get injured yeah. <laughs> doing it. I mean, it happened to me twice. Yeah. Because so. yeah, you're and not strengthening the muscles. Exactly. And what were you going to say, Lindsay? Well, I also think that most people don't think about, and I didn't think about this when it came to running, that you have to do those preventative things as well. Mm-hmm. Like the icing, the stretching. And if you, you know, we're not doctors at Soul Sports. So, you know, going to the right people, like therapy, um, and being able to get tips on mm-hmm. how to help with plantar fasciitis or how to help yeah. with those injuries and to get back into what you want to do. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. What are your guys' opinions on this? Uh, do running shoes really matter? Yes, to a certain extent. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Um, there's been so many studies out there, and I won't get into them, that they say, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? We came up with this type of technology, you know, 30, 35 years ago, mm-hmm. posting a shoe, which basically means adding support into a shoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's companies out there that are trying to go against that going, you don't necessarily need to do that. Allow the body to be able to do what it needs to do. But overall it does help. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it where if you get in the wrong type of category, meaning either a neutral based shoe, a stability shoe or a motion control shoe, those are the three main gotcha. types of shoes. Um, and we can go into that more if you wanted to. Um, if you get in the wrong category, mm-hmm. um, that can actually throw things off. Uh, mechanically yeah and when you do that you're going to cause those you know imbalances and you know end up uh, having you know issues with getting injured so sure and if you want to know what those terms mean we recommend that you go into soul sport and ask for matt and he can go into great detail because he went on it with me telling me the different types of shoes and it was very educational mm-hmm. and it helped me understand oh this is why this shoe always hurt my foot compared to why this shirt mm-hmm. this shoe worked really well for me so on a random tangent, what are your guys' thoughts on that type of shoe where it's not really a shoe, it's a foot slide thing where there's really no support at all? Oh, like the toe the, the shoes? The toe shoes. Yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Now that we're talking about shoes and well, what's your You know what? Um, if we go back, you know, 200 years ago, people were, you know, basically barefoot or barely had anything on their feet. So their, their yeah. body was strong for that. Okay. You know, for the most part, all of us have grown up with shoes on our feet. So we've always, you know, constricted what the foot wants to do. Mm-hmm. So the big craze happened, you know, back in, I want to say, 07, 08, uh-huh. where everyone wanted to get into barefoot running. And you'd see mm-hmm. the uh, Vibram Five Fingers or something like that. Yep. And I've seen them come walk in the store the first few times when I was working. I'm like, what are those? Like, what the heck is this? And they're like, oh, it's great. It's barefoot running. And, you know, with, uh, you know, some of the books that came out at that time, it was one of those things everyone wanted to do it. It was yeah. And injuries started happening because we weren't, the body wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where, you know, just the running shoe industry alone, 
um, was able to you know deal with that because mm-hmm. it did have a, a downside. Yeah. And it didn't happen until 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. um, where people started actually becoming, you know, um, hurt pretty badly because concrete didn't exist back then. Mm-hmm. True. We had softer ground to run on. Sure. So when you're running down concrete, uh, your body is not willing to absorb that well enough. Mm-hmm. So That's interesting. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I could feel like we could go into diet of, you know, generations ago, but... So when I go to running stores, I see all types of socks, all types of running tape. What's your guys' opinion on all those accessories? Well, for me, I was the person that said, oh, socks are socks. And Matt's like, no, you have to get good socks because I always got a lot of blisters on my feet. So I didn't realize that getting a microfiber material or a synthetic material really helps with that friction, the heat of the, you know, feet mm-hmm. and um, not having those blisters. So I definitely believe in those because I've never really gotten any blisters uh, you know, from having the, 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 the synthetic socks. Oh. And it keeps you a little bit cooler, a little bit drier mm-hmm. with feet. Oh, I did not know that. That's super cool. See, I learned something new today. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, with, with the socks, it's it's one of those things that, yeah, you do pay a premium for those socks. Yeah. You know, people will come in, might not know anything about it, and, well, what socks do you recommend that if you don't believe in cotton? Mm-hmm. We'll go over there and say, well, is that just for one pair? Yeah, it's, you know, $12, $15 a pair. Mm-hmm. Like, they will last longer. Yeah. You know, it, they're not going to stretch out. Um, and when you don't have to deal with those nagging things of having to put band-aids on your toes or anything like that, it, you're saving yourself money in the long run. Mm-hmm. So is that twelve dollars worth not getting a blister? Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've seen you at races. You'll have like the the moleskin mole around your yeah, toes. Yeah, you definitely don't want that moleskin. Well, so interesting. That's, that's super cool. Okay, so thoughts on insoles and whether or not they're helpful or not helpful should you train with insoles or maybe try not to run with insoles yeah i i think um you know for purpose okay um and another long story made short i was you know given customized orthotics back when i was about 13 14 years old Mm -hmm. and i was told you have to wear these in your shoes um my arches were low they're collapsing inward i overpronated um so yeah, I, I didn't know any better. I'd wore them in everything, and I had to get them remade every couple of years. And you're talking four or five hundred dollars for that. Oh dear. Um, so with, I, I see there being a purpose for them. Um, but the people that helped set me up for these um, never explained that if you wear them constantly, it's like casting your foot, mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow the foot to be able to stay strong. Okay. So then you become very dependent on them. Yeah. Um, now there are certain cases that I've seen where people need them just because there's nothing else that can be done. But in my case, it didn't allow my feet to get stronger. So I went years with having to wear them all the time. Um, I just decided, you know, one time when working at a running store, I'm like, I'm done with these. Um, So I went cold turkey. I don't recommend that. (laughs) Um, But I decided to just take them out, didn't want to get them remade. So it it took about six months for my feet to become stronger. Um, But I don't wear anything anymore. Um, I don't think I need anything. Um, I don't have those type of pains once in a while. Okay. Um, they do flare up, but it's just that preventive maintenance to be able to help keep the feet strong. So Interesting. I might have to look into getting rid of mine now. That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So what you're saying is 
they might be necessary, but also look into options of strengthening your foot, doing Mm -hmm. exercises and stretches. Maybe you don't need them if you just take care of your body. Talk Mm -hmm. to a professional about it. Talk to a professional about (laughs) it. Well, I like that. So we've been to your store and it's really cute. You actually have like a little pet running section, a little dog running section. Mm -hmm. I think it's so fun. How do you guys train your pets? To go running with you because oh, I have like a little <laughs> dog and she's like getting wrapped around my feet and it's quite an event. Well, so our dog Java, he's a little chihuahua. Um, he's not the best at um, <laughs> running. He wants to run, but uh, he he tries to run, but I trip over sidewalks, so <laughs> we can't really <laughs> run very much. But um, but yes, we actually have. It's called Stunt Puppy. Is the uh, brand. And it's a hands-free leash. And I was wondering, I'm five feet, so I was wondering how that would work for me. Um, And it really works very well. And there's a bungee cord attached to the leash, and you just hook it up to the dog's collar and... For Java, he he's really good about staying near me, so it's nice, it's really so cool. cool how it kind of works. Where does it attach time. to you? Attaches to me on the waist. Oh, so it just attaches to the it's waist. It's a buckle. Oh. Yep. It's a buckle. Oh, cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, okay. Yeah, we are definitely dog friendly in that soul. Uh-huh. What what products do you have for pets there other than just the leash that's hands free? That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't go too deep into it. Okay. Um, now, there are other products out there, but it really kind of depends. Um, I have thought of, you know, us maybe bringing in like, uh, you know, those water bowls or, you know, basically there's um, water bottles that you can, you know, actually set up as like a bowl where you can oh, open it up and so they have water with them because just like us having to hydrate out on runs if uh-huh. you bring your dog your dog needs to have water mm-hmm. and you can squirt water in their mouth but uh, collapsible bowls would be a lot easier because they drink a different way than we True. do so very cool very cool do you guys recommend any certain races or hikes in the greater phoenix area that are really good for pets there's one race um i'm trying to think of one of this um it's called a boxer love 5k um, okay. So it's a rescue for uh, boxers. Oh, nice. Um, the one year that we went out, we didn't have a dog um, at that time. Uh, we were in between dogs. We had to put one down, and we wanted to go see dogs, and we wanted to see them. So um, what was cool is that uh, they allowed anyone that had dogs, as long as they were leashed, to go out and do this race. And the dogs got to do the race with their humans. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around Kiwanis Park over in Tempe. And it was just low-key, um, but you got to see so many different pets, different sizes. Um, we've even uh, saw a dog, uh, I think it was a golden retriever, that was put into um, a cart and their owner pushed them. Oh, the yeah. How tender is that? So the Aww. owner was running and the dog's just sitting in the stroller. This is great. I don't gotta run, this is perfect. This is, how cute is that? Yeah, I think there's such a community for pet lovers and they become members of the family mm-hmm. and i just think that's cool that your store really accentuates that um we mentioned that we're in arizona so yeah so what is the what is your training like when it's hot in arizona like how do you guys combat the heat and training during the summers Lindsay basically takes summers off i, I don't um, do so. you when no. i do <laughs> train um you know a few years back i was getting ready for iron man and of course that takes place in november so your main training is during the summer yeah uh you find times um early morning um i used to always be a, a late night 
person. Uh-huh. Early mornings are going to be cooler. Yeah. Um, but I like the later night as long as you, you have the right safety gear, lights, sure. things like that, because you know you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, my thought process on um, running in the evening is that, granted, it's a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. But as your body temperature rises, mm-hmm. the temp- air temperature does start going down. So it kind of combats that overheating oh, uh, type concept. That makes sense. Um, but it has to be fairly late in the evening. Sure. You know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock doesn't quite cut it. Um, like I said, I was a <laughs> more of a night person. Um, so you were, so I, I'd be getting out at, you know, 10.30, 11 o'clock at 10:30, night. 10.30, wow. Holy um, cow. Just to be able to combat that. So wear a reflective vest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> reflective lights, you know, blinking lights. I mean, they, some of them are like 10 bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get it. It's definitely enough safety. It just clips onto anything. So, but it, try not to train during the, the summer. Yeah. So. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way, yes. right? <laughs> really late. Um, and so what, how do you guys stay hydrated when you're on your runs? Carry water. Carry water. Yeah, okay. That's about it. Yeah. You just hold it in a hand. Do you recommend using like little buckles around your waist? Personal preference. Um, I always suggest that you know anyone that's looking to carry water, you know, test out different things. You know, there's bottles that you know have um, waste packs that have multiple bottles around it. It displaces the weight throughout the waist pack, which is kind of nice. It reduces some of the bouncing. Uh-huh. Um, if you don't like to wear things around your waist, you know, handhelds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a twofold. It can protect you if you trip and fall. Yeah. At least the bottle's hitting the ground, not your wrist. So it does help. Um, and then also the, the camelback type you know, setup where you have oh, the bladder yes. on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology that they've put into these things now, it's not like, you know, 20 years ago where you put it on, it's like a backpack on you. Sure. These things are fitting skin tight. Um, mm-hmm. They really don't move that much. And they're actually pretty comfortable. It's like wearing an extra thick t-shirt. That's sure. about it. Um, so it, it, everyone's going to have their own way. But um, hydration-wise, you always want to make sure electrolytes are with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have gels, anything like that, um, you need to know what your body is willing to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you never want to just do it right before a long run and decide, I'm going to go do this halfway through and see what happens. Sure. So testing out on short runs might not make sense, but try it out. See what happens. At least that way you're only 20, 30 minutes into something and it doesn't work. Okay, you can end it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it on an hour and a half, two hours because it'll be miserable. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. Once again, it goes back to training progression. Absolutely. Right? What about diet wise what do you guys do diet wise in preparing for your races like what are some advice you guys have for our listeners with regards to that um i i think it's just you know the health healthy eating you know getting your fruits your vegetables your carbs i don't think there's any and everybody's different on this where Mm -hmm. some people have restrictions that they have to go with like gluten-free um but i think it's just really having a steady healthy diet is going to help with being able to train as, as far and fast as what you need to. Yeah, balanced. So, the balance. Balanced. Yeah. Um, you never want to have to try to change things. Like, people are getting ready for races. And, yeah. you know, what you're doing for your training, do all the way through the race. Don't decide a couple of days before, oh, well, we're supposed to carb load. you yeah. got to eat more carbs. <laughs> your body wasn't trained that way. Unless yeah. you're always doing that, you're going to bog yourself down. Yeah. So, whatever you're doing in training and it's going well, keep doing it um, gotcha. I, I try not to you know get too far into nutritional aspects unless it's like you know the gels or you know something like that that's quick energy yeah um, but i remember there's kind of this fad going around about beet juice yes and money. <laughs> yep. yes so i didn't know if you guys had a thought on beet juice whether it's helpful for you guys because i remember when i was training for my second half marathon i 
learned about the beet juice and then the night before i pounded a bunch of beet juice in conjunction with some orange juice to combat the bitterness of the taste but like i got a better run after drinking all that beet juice but i don't know what are your guys thought with beet juice and running not too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we had, uh, yeah, we, we had sold it at uh, a previous running store that we worked at. Okay. It didn't go over too well. It didn't go over too well. <laughs> so so I, I think, you know, it, it, there's always going to be something different out there. Yeah. yeah and, you know, it's ever-changing. Um, you know, if you go back, once again, I, I can keep on going back 25, 30 years ago. You know, the split of how you're supposed to, you know, eat. It was, mm-hmm. you know, 60 carb, you know, 20 and 30, both protein and fat that's changed mm-hmm. so it's it's a matter of what's going on in society now yeah our bodies are ever changing they need different you know nutrients than what we needed you know 40 50 years ago so i, I think it's i always say consistency is going to be the main thing mm-hmm. uh, when it comes down to what's worked for you in the past and you know play around with it if you have to yeah but and, do it early mm-hmm. and that's what i was saying too especially with like nutrition or even the water bottles and how you want to you know drink your substances or even uh even drinking nutrition you know sometimes people like having that instead of taking a gel or something like that so i think it's just you got to play around with it and that's the hard part because everybody's so personalized when it comes to that mm-hmm. oh okay okay so from this conversation i'm picking if you guys don't really do any special pre-race meal regimen no, just Not stay away really. from spicy food. Yeah. Stay away from spicy food. Yeah. I can't do yeah. spice. I yeah. can't do spice. <laughs> you like spice. No, I, I like but spice, not just before not before a race. Yeah. Um, it, I, I still carb load. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what I was you know, told way back when. That's what I always did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't change too much of what I'm doing anyway. Sure. So. Very good, very good. And then what are your thoughts on what do you do after your race? What's your recovery look like? <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> so what I used to do it immediately after I used to go for, you know, a nice, easy 15 minute jog or walk, huh. keep the body moving. Sure. Um, just because if you shut it down right away, right after the race, you stiffen up and yes. the next few days are really bad. I haven't thought about that. That's um, that very, that shortened up quite a bit more as I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't want to do quite as much. You left everything out on the race and you really didn't have the energy. Yeah. Um, but the next day, don't don't just lay around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get out there at least walk, at least get get the blood flowing. Okay. Uh, because you need to keep those muscles loosened up as much as possible. You need to get the lactic acid, you know, out of your legs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're able to do that, that that helps quite a bit. And if you have multiple races, taking time off is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, if you're taking two, three days off of running, yeah. depending on, you know, the distance. If you're doing a 5K and then you're going to be doing another 5K a month later, don't worry about taking off so much time okay. because the body hasn't taken that much abuse. But if you did a marathon mm-hmm. or if you did a half marathon, you're leading up to a marathon, take the time off as needed. Mm-hmm. So um, each person's going to be a little bit different, but I, I believe in rest. Yes. Um, ice baths, most people don't want to do them, but mm-hmm. those definitely do help. So For me, I think it's um, getting into... I'm getting into yoga and stuff like that. So it's more, you know, the stretching after after the race. Being mm-hmm. still being looser, you know, not having your body stiffen up just by sitting around and and I'm bad at icing. I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, but you know it does help. So do you feel stretching is really good for runners? After. Oh, absolutely. After um, a race, absolutely. Yeah, okay. definitely after, you know, um, and I don't believe in too many static stretches. 
-hmm. more dynamic, um, tend to kind of help a little bit more. What's the difference between a static stretch and a dynamic stretch? Dynamic is continuous movement. Okay. Um, always kind of keeping things kind of moving and not staying in one position for more than, you know, five seconds, 10 mm -hmm. seconds. So. Very good. Very good. Now, did we forget to ask you guys anything? We're going to the end. We're almost done. But what did we forget to ask you? What would you like our listeners to know that we didn't touch on today? I don't know. It, when it comes down to, you know, just athletes running or walking, um, sticking to what's been working, you know, consistency is the mm -hmm. key. Um, listen to your body. If you don't listen to your body, it's it's trying to tell you something. You know, mm -hmm. listening to your mind, it's a little bit different because <laughs> you want to shut things down quicker. True. Um, but listening to your body, if there's an ache going on, there's got to be something going on. Sure. Um, you know, a little bit of discomfort is fine, but if it's sharper shooting, it, you you need to address that. Gotcha. And I, I think that's that's the main thing I want people to be able to get out of it. Is this, you know, you you're, you'd be amazed on how much better you'll feel if mm -hmm. you take the right precautions so mm -hmm. for me I think it's you know going into this the running field a little bit later in life I think it's you gotta have fun with what you're doing sure I think most people are, you know they most people see their friends running or like oh I gotta do this I have to do this have to to me if you're not having fun then what's the point of sure. of doing what you're doing you know walking running yoga meditation you know that kind of thing so Enjoy life. Enjoy, Enjoy life. life. I think that's so great. Balance yes. is good. Balance so. is good. Balance is good. I feel like we should say namaste right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> feed your soul. Feed your soul and your body. I like it. And that's what running is. Well, yeah. So I think that wraps everything up. So we just want to thank both of you for coming on to our podcast. And we hope that this uh, finds people or helps people uh, with running and uh, gets the information out. Yeah, and just to verify, we have Matt and Lindsay here from Soul Runner. So if you have any questions with running, head over to Soul Runner. Ask for Matt or Lindsay. They're just such dears. They're so fun. Check out the store. It's so cute. And we sure that you all have a great day. All right, take care, everybody. Go out there and get active. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you'd like to come onto the podcast or have a certain sport or activity you'd like us to cover, just send us an email at fletchphysicaltherapy at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Now it's time to go out and be active.